There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder... Not everyone can love their neighbor. On January 23rd, 1974, a woman was brutally killed in what may have been a neighborly dispute. A case that, though there seems to be a clear answer, remains unsolved due to some compromising police work. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Athalia Ponsell Lindsley was born on July 25, 1917, into a wealthy family living in Toledo, Ohio. Raised in the Isle of Pines, an island possession of Cuba situated in the Caribbean Sea, Athalia then spent 20 years in New York working as a model, chorus line dancer, and hostess on Bud Collier's TV game show, Winner Take All. She had an exciting life, was even in a relationship and rumored to be engaged to Joseph P. Kennedy, JFK's older brother, though he passed while on active duty serving in World War II, and though she was unsuccessful, she made a bid for state senator and planned on running for a seat on the St. John's County, Florida Commission. Just four months before her life came to a tragic end, Athalia, a well-known and successful realtor known for her independence and boldness, married a former mayor of St. Augustine and real estate agent, James Jinx Lindsley, and though newly married, the pair resided in different homes. She lived on the Montanzas River, and he lived between the historic Lindsley House and on Anastasia Island. It was at this home where Athalia found herself in an ongoing feud with her neighbor, Alan Griffin Stanford. One of the main concerns seemed to be the six stray dogs that she took in that allegedly barked incessantly. Things, however, took a dangerous turn, and according to a transcript from an October 1973 county hearing, Athalia told the commissioners that Allen had threatened her life. The bad blood between the pair was so intense that everyone in town knew about it, and in January of 1974, Athalia publicly challenged the county engineer's credentials, claiming they were misrepresented, and his capacity to serve as a city employee. The last appearance she made before the board was on January 22, 1974. Given their very public dispute, it was not shocking when, on January 23, 1974, the next day, an 18-year-old neighbor heard the sounds of a commotion on Marine Street, went outside, and called out to his mother, Mr. Stanford is hitting Miss Ponsell. Though his assumption was warranted, the case remains a mystery. Here is what we do know. Sometime between 5.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. that night, Athalia Lindsley was attacked on the front steps of her St. Augustine, Florida home by a middle-aged man wearing a white dress shirt and dark dress pants. The neighbor, Locke McCormick, shouted to his mother, and hearing his call, the assailant quickly left Athalia lying in a pool of her own blood. The McCormicks called the police, but the killer was already gone. According to the medical examiner, Athalia was hit a total of nine times on her hand, arm, and head with a machete. One of her fingers was severed, and the vicious attack left her nearly decapitated. 
There was, however, no signs of a struggle. And her husband, when called to check the home, found nothing missing except for a baby blue jay that she was nursing back to health, though the cage holding the animal had been, quote, smashed. Immediately, all the attention went straight to Alan Stanford, who made it clear to anyone who would listen his dislike for his neighbor. Then on February 17th, a local mechanic situated just a few miles from the murder scene called the police and said that he believed the murder weapon was in a nearby marsh. Upon investigation, the machete was found along with a wristwatch, dark blue pants, a white shirt, a belt, a purple tie wrapped in a pink towel, and blonde hairs on both the weapon and the pants. Alan Stanford was officially arrested on February 22, 1974, and though he maintained his innocence and was released on a $20,000 bond, he was indicted and brought to trial. The prosecution, using their public dispute as a motive, told the jury that the wristwatch found at the marsh could be linked to Allen using serial numbers, and that the shirt and pants found with the murder weapon were purchased by his wife on June 16, 1973. Though this seemed like damning information, the defense took control and unraveled every single bit of the prosecution's case. The witness testimony began to crumble under their scrutiny, and the found items, which seemed like a nail in Allen's coffin, were called into question when attorneys accused the local law enforcement of poorly handling the evidence. Claiming investigators ransacked Allen's home in the days after the murder, and just maybe planted the evidence to be found at a later date. They also claimed that five witnesses could place their client at his office on the day of the murder between 6 and 7 p.m. Between all of this and the sole witness of the attack claiming that the actual killer had, quote, more hair and broader shoulders, after two hours of deliberation on February 3, 1975, a jury found Alan Griffin Stanford not guilty and acquitted him on all charges. With some claiming the evidence was circumstantial, and the lawyers claiming that the police, hell-bent to solve the crime, pinned it on the disgruntled neighbor, others thought that maybe, when DNA testing became more readily available, the case might finally be solved. Unfortunately, by the time that happened, the wristwatch, blood-soaked clothing, murder weapon, and strands of hair were all cleared as evidence, and whatever remained was far too compromised to be tested. Another bizarre piece of this complicated story came on November 3rd, 1974, when Athalia Lindsley's friend and neighbor, Frances Bemis, went out for an evening walk and never returned. Her body was later found in a vacant lot with her skull crushed. According to the sources, Frances, a professional news writer, may have been gathering information for a book on Athalia's murder and alluded to having certain and potentially groundbreaking information. Her murder, like Athalia Lindsley's, remains unsolved. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you liked it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.